What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Deep Three Podcast. I'm your host, Donald Yo. Smoot. Got the homies, Isaac Gutierrez, Muhammad. Yo, I don't even know your last name, Muhammad. What is it? You don't know my last name. Let's keep it like that. Why that is Mojo 99. This man is so yeah, exactly. 99 is my last name. Mojo, <laughs> Mojo, Muhammad, 99. That's all you need to know. <laughs> I, 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 I guess. Well, look, we got a whole bunch to get to today. We got, we're going to preview the Atlantic Division. We Really interesting we, division. Exactly. We got we got the Brooklyn Nets in that one. Ben Simmons, James Harden on the Sixers. Joel Your B. Knicks. I, listen, we'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> when, when we get there. They, they're, they're already getting me pissed off. But we got all yeah. of that. We're going to be doing an all-time player draft. We got some more of your hot takes to get to. We got some player mashups. Um, oh, yeah. But but let's start let's start with the hot takes. Uh, yeah, for sure. Before we get into it, though, want to remind you guys, if you're watching on YouTube, drop a like, subscribe to see more of this. I know you guys are, a lot of you guys are probably watching from shorts, so do us a favor and subscribe so you can see more of the long-form podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a five-star rating, follow, you know, all that stuff. So let's get into the hot takes. Let's do it. So as you guys know, if you've been watching the shorts, like I said, every week we react to your guys' hot takes and we pick some of you from the comments. So normally we're going to be doing this at the end of every episode, but since I don't know how many guys know about it, we're going to do it right now. Exactly. First one. Let's yeah, let's get into it. Pixel Donkey says that SGA and Tyrese Halliburton are both going to be all stars this year. That's an L SGA. That's an L take. Tyrese Halliburton. Some, both of them. Donovan Mitchell's in the Eastern Conference now, and I was on that train initially. Like Tyrese Halliburton's going to mm-hmm. be an all star, but now that you know, what I'm saying Donovan's there, Darius Garland, you know, there's just too many threats right now. I'm going to say L take, but it's not a fat. I over. agree. Yeah, I'm going to go L-Tick. I think SGA could make it, but Tyrese is hard to imagine. He's going to be great, and I think one day will be an all-star, but not this year. I think SGA yeah. makes that leap, right? Like, I think, yeah. especially, it sucks it's a popular that he pick. got, yeah, it's, it sucks that he got hurt, and he's going to, like, miss the, he's going to miss the start of training camp, but, listen, the, the Thunder have absolutely nobody, and especially now, the fact that, like, Chet's out for the entire year. Oh, yeah. Shea's, Shea's going crazy. Like, he's mm-hmm. done with all the losing. So, I think Shea makes it. I think Tyrese uh, sits out because, like, like y'all said, there's just too many guys in the East that, that I got to put a, over him. Yeah. yeah exactly. I, I, I'm, I'm really high on Tyrese, but maybe the next year after this one, that's when it's going to make that leap for him. Yeah, exactly. Someone like James Harden or something like that is going to have to, like, take a mean dip. If, if he is who James Harden is getting in off a name. James, he's he's going to get in off a name. Uh, he's still going to be all-star <laughs> caliber. Relax. Look, look, I'll, look, I'll save it. I'll save it for the for the preview. But, again, like, Harden, the, there's guys that are going to get in off of their name. And so, like, Tyrese is going to be one of those guys that's going to be, like, he's going to be on the first team all-snub list. Like, that, yeah. that's where he's going to be at. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Real quick okay. before we go to the next one, I forgot to say the TikTok intro. So, let's say it right now. I got another list of hot takes for you guys. Let me know if these are W takes or L takes. Now that's out of the way. Let's move on to number two. Sahil okay. says that Cleveland will make it further in the playoffs than the Nets. That is that's an L take. That that's that's an L take. I don't know. It 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 is because they either are playing against each other, like mm-hmm. to get to to get to the to get to the um to the Eastern Conference Finals, or they play each other in the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm. But I think that just the high end scoring of KD, like if not now that he has Ben Simmons to kind of do like all the defense and dirty work for him, and you know maybe take t- some of the, like the the playmaking stuff off yeah. of his plate. If KD just has to say like, "Hey, I just need to go out and get thirty, he could do that in his sleep. I think that having him, he's the best player on on the floor. I basically like all times. He's gonna yeah, take basically them against up. anybody. Yeah, he he's gonna take them over the top. 
for sure. I want to say I want to say that Cleveland will go further, but like they're this is just the first year type thing. Now, if it was this whole, if it was Evan Mobley, Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Jared Allen in their second or third year together, for sure, you know what I'm saying. But they're just way too all new together, and there's still some. There's still minor question marks that I have about Cleveland. This is going to be an L take for now. I want to say that I have more faith in the Cavs, but like you said, Donovan, they might have to play against each other. That's pretty likely. And in that case, I'm going to pick the Nets, obviously. Yeah, I just don't under like if if we're talking. Listen, I we and we talked about this last time. I mm-hmm. think I think like the Nets have the Nets ceiling in the in the regular season and in the playoffs if everything yeah. holds and Ben Simmons comes back and he's like the guy and he's just like some supercharged version of Draymond if he's like the Brooklyn version of Draymond there's there, there's not Best a lot team of in the teams. NBA potential that's, that's what I'm saying there's not a lot of teams mm-hmm. that you could re- that you could realistically put ahead of Brooklyn so that's yeah. why I, that's why I'm putting them ahead gotta be an L take facts on to the next one pull up my handy dandy documents and so scroll back to the top after that technical difficulty. Okay. So G Production says that LeBron is going to switch teams one more time in his career. That's a W uh, take. That's a W take. He's not staying with the Lakers. He's, he's I don't not know. Staying. He re-upped again, even though right now they're going through crazy turmoil. It seems like he really wants to be in LA, really wants to be a Laker. At this point, he might just be right or die for them. No, I think, I think right now he's like, listen... The he, right now he's waiting for Bronny to get to the league, and he's like, if yeah. I'm gonna wait anywhere, I might as well just wait where I live. The you know the other eight <laughs> yeah, months exactly. of the year, might as well live in Los Angeles. But if Bronny gets drafted to Indiana, he'll have no problem signing a one and one, and you know renting a mansion. Ugh, it's nasty. I, I know it, it is nasty, but like he'll have no problem renting an Airbnb for a year. And and chilling out there, so it's- I love how you think LeBron James is going to be going off of Airbnb. <laughs> An Airbnb, LeBron James. <laughs> they said oh, he's cheap. Nah. They said he's cheap. They said him and he's not that Wade, cheap. Dwayne, he LeBron said that he still has commercials on his Pandora. He said that he doesn't pay for premium stuff. At all. <laughs> so like, if it would save him, uh, if it would save him a million dollars, I bet you he would do it. Yeah, <laughs> you see, I love. I don't think LeBron's going to stay. I think LeBron's going to change teams one more time for either a reason like that or, bro, the fairy tale that I have in my mind. Call He's me not going to Atlanta. If you want. I don't give a hell no. I don't want him in Atlanta. <laughs> I want him to go back. Cap. Listen, I Facts. feel like damn near. I'm, I, this, this may be – this is my what – what do people call this? My dirty truth or something like that? I don't know what people call it. But Guilty pleasure? I low-key may be like more of a Braun fan than I am a Hawks fan. Oh, my God. I can't believe Uh-oh. I just said that. But, dog, I, I think I just said that. And I want to see him go out <laughs> the right way back home at Cleveland. And I think that, like, what NBA yeah, fan nice. wouldn't want to see that? Bro, especially since they're lit as hell right now. Get out of here. Get bro, if they, if they get Braun, Jesus Christ, they're going to be unstoppable. Yeah, no, bro. Braun in the, in the middle of all that. They literally have no weaknesses. That team, Jared yeah. Allen, Evan Mobley, Braun, Donovan, and Dare. Oh, my God. And all that yeah. is wrong with they're not. Perfectly. They're not going to be able to pay all of them. LeBron's gonna, maybe, bro, maybe old man Braun wants to come on a minimum. I don't know. Is that LeBron <laughs> taking a minimum? You just said he's cheap. Is he cheap or not? Yeah, exactly. Cheap means you don't want to spend money. He'll, he'll gladly Facts. take the money. Facts. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna say L take as a Lakers fan because I want that to be true. But you're probably right with the Bronny thing. He's probably gonna leave. Yeah, yeah. What's what's next? All right, next one. Your boy A says that in three years, Scotty Barnes will be a top ten player in the NBA. 
That's a W take. I think <sighs> I think Scotty Barnes has all the tools. top ten is tough. It is tough, but if you look at a lot of guys in the in the top ten, like. At, there's at least two spots with Curry and LeBron where they're gonna start aging out, right? If you think that Dame, yeah. or Ka- if you think that Dame or Kawhi are in there, in the next three years, those guys are gonna be at the very tail end of their career. So there's four to five spots that are opening up. Yeah. And Kevin, Kevin Durant too. Exactly. And so Scotty Barnes is six, what six eight, six nine. He he could defend. He could do absolutely everything. If he starts mm-hmm. getting like you know lethal from outside. There's not really like I don't think that the that the ceiling is that low for Scotty. Yeah, I, I think okay. you're, maybe you're right because he's gonna have that defensive versatility for sure with his size, and he's gonna have the playmaking. But I think we need to see a big shot making boost from him. He needs to develop more like like you said an outside game with the off the dribble shooting, self creation at the rim, all the type of stuff you need to be that type of top tier player. He can definitely do it, but we still have to see that happen before we just assume yeah. it will. It would that wouldn't be cr- absolutely crazy for me to see because with how well he played offensively, that was like a major shocker. A lot of people were comparing him to fucking Draymond Green and shit like that when he was coming <laughs> out of college. And obviously, like his scoring is on a very good level, but he like you said, Isaac, he needs to take another jump, another leap. But if we're being real, you said the question was in ten years, right? Or five three years. Three years. Three years. Three? Ten years would be oh. nuts. <laughs> Oh, three years is kind of crazy. Three years, I don't see that happening, bro. Right now, his competition is like, uh, as of now, I'm going. I'm only focusing on young players: Trey Young, Luca. Then there's guys like Anthony Edwards, John Moran, Zion Williamson, bro. That 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 tier, that's only five. So, uh, Jason Tatum. Then you can like SGA. I, I just don't see it happening. And then you start getting to Scotty Barnes' name at the at the end of the list. I'm not saying he's gonna be one or anything ah. like that. Like again, I'm not saying I'm not saying Scotty Barnes is gonna is gonna be like the best player in the world. But he's yeah. gonna be if and again, all of this depends on if he makes that jump. So we'll see this year. But if he does, and I think that he has the potential to do it, then yeah, I can see him being around that like nine through twelve range and potentially higher. That's yeah. a franchise player type jump. Hey, he might be a franchise player. I, I definitely think he's on the trajectory. Yeah. It's too early to say he won't be. I'll say that. Exactly. So he, let's, he, give, he, let's he, give him a W take just in case. Yeah. Just in case. I'm this man at L. Get the fuck out of my face with just in case. It's <laughs> <laughs> the reigning rookie of the year. I respect, I respect it. I'm a Scotty fan, but... This man hates Canadians. No, you're not. You hate Scotty Barnes. <laughs> <Nah. laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so next one. The Slayer says that Joel Embiid is a top three player currently. That's an ah wow. That's really tough. It's hard. He's right you could argue him anywhere from three to seven. Like Joel is in a really weird place where he's a back-to-back runner-up in MVP. So NBA media members have decided he's the second best player in the NBA two years in a row. But there's like four names you could easily say are better than him. Here's the here's the main one. Yeah. Right? Are you putting are you putting Steph at three? Because if you if you're not putting Steph at three, then Embiid is three. But if you but if but you see are, so if you're putting Giannis. And what Jokic? There's KD, LeBron, Steph, Luca. Like all those names could be above Joel, or none of them could be. I would have. Yeah. I think my top three right now. I would have Giannis, Jokic, Steph, Embiid at four, and then we and then we're fighting with Bron, KD, and Luca for five. That's, that's fair. That, yeah, that's my that's my top five right now. I think I might have LeBron at three, but either way, it's hard for me to put Joel there. But I understand if you do. So L, but understandable W. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to look at you like you're fucking batshit crazy. I'm going to give this a, a L take, but it's respectable. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get back It's a lowercase L. Just, just a little yeah, bit of an L. Exactly. Lowercase L. That's good. I like yeah. it. Not a bad L, but it's a respectable L. Gentleman's L, if you will. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last one. Derek the Goat says that KD... Derek the Goat says that KD is top 10 all time. That's an L take. Get that Ooh. out of my face. He's not, he's not top 10. Oh, damn. You're not even going to consider it? You no. Know, no, he's not top 10. I agree. I think Curry is like the 10th best player of all time right now. And I don't know if it's a hot take, but I'm putting Curry above KD. So KD can't make the cut. That shouldn't be a hot take. Steph has always been better. Agreed. I'm, yeah. I'm when it comes to this here. top 10 talk, bro. <laughs> when it comes to this top 10 talk, there's just so much that like goes into it. Like talent outside of it, he's not top ten. But even then, like talent inside of it, like I still, I could see the argument for top ten very clearly. But I'm gonna say no, he's not. Yeah, people like to do the whole like he's top ten most skilled of all time, which like sure. But I think we all agree that to be in the top ten list, it's a mixture of career accomplishments okay. with skill, with peak, and all that. And some people just have a better career resume than him at this point. Yeah, exactly. like Steph Curry. Yeah, exactly, like Steph Curry. Exactly. But all right, that's all the hot takes I got. So I think we can move on to the division preview. Which team do you guys want to start with? Because there's a lot of interesting choices. Should we just start? Let's let's start let's start with the Knicks, and then we'll get to the good teams afterwards. <laughs> Damn! We'll, we'll, whoa! We'll he's, it's all, he sounds it's not like he wanted to get it over with and just take the bad medicine, bro. Holy shit! hundred percent. That's what it's it is. Like, <laughs> they they are like listen, they're they're in New York, but they are the least interesting team in the entire division. So mm. like. If we can just make this short, Julius Randle is still bad. Um, the uh, <laughs> the the backcourt fit of Brunson and Barrett is going to be interesting. Damn. Um, but I do think that they kind of made the right decision in terms of like not mortgaging the future to get. Donovan. Okay, okay. Let's slow down. You're just shitting out every time. Yeah, right? every he's trying day. to get it over for <laughs> real, bro. All my takes out. Listen, listen. I'm no, 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 no. All my takes out. Let's talk. Let's talk about the Knicks. I get the jokes. You hate them. You're a fan, them, bro. But there is some interesting things to talk about. First and foremost. What is your guys' prediction for how good of a team they're going to be? A borderline playing team. Borderline playing team. So, like, 39 wins-ish? Yeah, 9, nine 10 wins. Okay, they're, they're I agree. Right there. So, they're not a good Sounds team, right. but we should talk about why. What are the? I'm sure as a Knicks fan, you're well aware of why. What are the elements that make them so fucking mid? <laughs> they their roster their roster is is full of mid and like it's, <laughs> it's bad it's, players it's, yeah and so like it it obviously goes obviously goes like beyond that but mm-hmm. one when your star is is Julius Randle and the difference that we saw from 2020 Julius Randle to 2021 Julius Randle offensively yeah. the, <laughs> offensively those there, there was a huge drop defensively team wise there was a huge drop and yeah. not, and then now you're coming in to this season with Brunson and Barrett as yeah. as your as your backcourt. You're a little bit undersized in that in that area, and there's not like like you bring in Brunson to help the creation, but there's still not a lot of like great offensive creation on there. And defensively, it's not what it was two years ago. And so the ceiling for a team that doesn't have a lot of offensive creation mm-hmm. is just not high. And yeah, so that's, that's the thing. kind of where you are. Like you said, that one year they were good is because their defense was just playing above their heads. And for some reason, a, t- a team led by Julius Randle was a great defensive unit, which is like obviously not sustainable as his shooting wasn't. And like you said, their offensive creation is pitiful. They were at the lowest in the league last year in assist percentage, and they were 29th in shooting at the rim and 27th at shooting from mid-range. All in all, they just weren't good at offense. Like Every statistical category you look at, they were in the bottom 10 in everything. And that's going to happen when you have nobody on your team hope. that can create a shot. 
Knicks only hope. I don't know if y'all heard the news, but Derrick Rose coming back healthier than ever. That man said <laughs> either in an interview or something like that or some Twitter post said that, yo, this man is back at 195. That's his rookie of the year weight. You know what was I'm he saying? Overweight? So, hey, was he overweight? I, 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 I won't say he was over. He was definitely bigger than that, but it, I won't say he was mm-hmm. overweight. A little bit bulkier for sure. It just happens naturally over time. But gotcha. Um, listen, listen, one thing I will go. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, Isaac. Okay. One thing I will say is, like we said, their biggest issue was they have no shot creators, and in turn have shitty offense that just devolves into really bad isolation attempts from people who aren't good at it. Because of that, the idea of adding Jalen Brunson intrigues me, because he's not the greatest player. He's not going to make them a contender, but he is really well equipped to help them in very specific areas that they struggled. He's extremely efficient from the rim, extremely efficient from mid-range areas, like I said, they were terrible in. Yeah. And he's not the world's best passer, but he's competent. He's a solid passer, which is really what they need. They need something, somebody that can keep them above ground and not be a puddle of water bullshit offense. Yeah, look, yeah. The, Knicks, the Knicks have been looking for a point guard for, year, and for years. And last year, Derrick Rose was, he was like, the, he was the best offensive player that, that they had in terms of like, Ew. In, 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 best, like, yeah. like, like consist consistency helping the offense move, he's there. The fact that Derrick Rose is about to be in year you know ten plus, and he was like the main source of creation for the Knicks is absolutely ridiculous. So I I do agree with you, Isaac, in that like Brunson coming in is going to be great because now you can move Derrick Rose to the bench and you can use him in spurts, save his knees um, because at the rate that Tibbs was playing him last year those knees were going to give out again so i think that so i think that uh i think that brunson and rose that backcourt would be good the biggest thing for for new york is how good is rj barrett going to get? i was just gonna exactly. say that that's yeah. that's, on that's the that's the biggest key because you know julius randall isn't here for for long term depending on what happens with, with brunson like is he gonna stay here for five seven years i don't know but you just committed four years 120 million dollars to rj barrett you need him to take another leap and to be mm-hmm. like a star. So that's, so that's, what do you that's guys, the key. Do y'all think he can? Because there's a lot of polarization I, around RJ Barrett. Yeah. I think he... I think, go ahead. I, you okay. passionate. Okay. I, listen, <laughs> with, with RJ, do I think that RJ is going to is ever going to be a top 10 player in the league? No. I don't, Hell I don't, no. Of course not. No. That's not no, what we're talking about. That's not what we're talking yeah, about. I, I know, can he I'm be a low, a low level all-star? Can he yes. be Brandon Ingram tier? Yes, he can. Okay. I find that hard to believe. I, so Knicks fans are very high on him, and I see why they see the potential in him, why they want something to grasp onto. I see what everybody else sees. He's a solid defender. Two years ago, he was a good shooter. Last year, he wasn't. There's volatility in shooting from young players. It is what it is. I don't see a world in where he has the off-the-dribble creation with, with the handle he has. I don't see the world where he has the ability to score from all three levels on his own. I don't, so he's really going to be dependent on being an elite off-the-dribble, an off-the-dribble, off-ball shooter. And if that's inconsistent, I don't know. Yeah, Look, exactly. I, 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 under, I understand that, and 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 I get that. I think the fact that the fact that he's not like a a negative on defense that helps mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, he's um, a positive. I think legitimately, maybe it's a small positive, but he's definitely yeah. helps. Yeah, exactly. One of one of the things that I really want to see from RJ because he's take he's taking like steps forward to where even even whenever his shot isn't falling. I, if you go from his rookie year to, to now, just the form and the mechanics of his shot have gotten better. So, like, you see the improvement mm-hmm. coming, and so you're just waiting for it to, like, translate to game. Um, yeah. But, but I want him to – his rim scoring has really, like, just 
been the same since he's gotten into the league. His, his it was the worst in the NBA last year. The bottom two rim scorers in the NBA after you hit a certain volume, I think it was like five attempts per game. Yeah, RJ Barrett, James Harden, by yeah, far were the bottom two. His his rim scoring his rookie year was at fifty four percent, and his sophomore year was fifty five percent, and last year was fifty five percent. If if he wants to make that jump into you know maybe even above a low level all star, you're gonna have to finish at the rim, right? You're, exactly. You're six seven, six eight. You have to you have to finish when you're right there. Yeah. And so that has to go up for him. Yeah. To be a good offensive, to be a good scorer in general, you have the most vital part is being able to score at the rim, especially creating your own shot. It's the most efficient spot on the court. And the only way you can get away with that is if you're like elite of the elite shooter. Like I'm talking one of the best in the world. And that's not really in the cards for RJ. Yeah, exactly, bro. Like you said, it's the most efficient shot in the world in in the game of basketball, mainly because it's the easiest shot in the game of basketball as well. And like if RJ Barrett is really that dude, 120, 120 max and what like a lot of people think he can be then he should be able to, without a question, at least guarantee a play and see. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And, like, guys like guys like a LaMelo Ball, guys like a who – are, who else are young players? Anthony Edwards, people who are in that, you know what I'm saying, tier, even though R.J. Bear was drafted a couple years before, the, before those guys, you know, like, they're bringing their team to at least the play and see, bro. And for R.J. Yeah. Bear, that's, like, that's a huge question in the air. So that just tells me that, like, I am not that sold on him being the guy for New York. He's the guy to like, you know, will cure you of all you, all of your depression for the moment <laughs> until you get like some other type of star. You know what I'm saying? He's he's like a drug, not a good one. He's just suppressing the pain. Okay. That's he's all. a bad uh, drug. He's not. He's not, he's not, he's not bad. Like, he's so like, mid, bro. He's mid. <laughs> That's what it is. Okay. That's no. funny. He has. Okay, he so has, he has potential. <laughs> he has potential. Now I have to cap for RJ. He has potential. He's gonna. He's gonna be okay. Smack on RJ Meth. That's what, that's what I'm saying. So like, but his growth is really the key for the Knicks. This year, Definitely. that's kind of what they're hitching their, their wagon to for the next couple of years. Yeah, like we can move on, but if we're going to talk about the best case scenario, that the most positive view you could possibly have of the Knicks, it's that RJ Barrett takes the next step people want him to take, and he's like sub all star level next year. Jalen Brunson comes in, and he looks like the version he was last year when Luca wasn't playing, averaging twenty two points per game, being a solid playmaker. Julius Randle is at least decent and not fucking god awful like last year. Some weight in between where he was the year before that. And Quentin Grimes is the guy that, for some reason, the Knicks front office thinks he is, and he's like this solid play, solid contributor. If yeah. all that shit happens, they're gonna be a solid team. But there's a lot of yeah, question marks. Can't be there. mad at that, bro. Can't be mad at that whatsoever. Exactly. But you can't question if that's gonna be the case because I'm not gonna predict it. <laughs> yeah. Same. All right. Let's let's yeah. let's get to to the playoff teams in the in the Atlantic Division. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys want to start next? I do you want to like move up the rung in terms of like. Now, let's just pick one of the interesting ones. Let's talk about Boston, the reigning Eastern Conference champs. Okay. They're so interesting, bro. So, first, before we get in, we all know Boston's a great team. We all know last year they were a great team because their defense was so amazing. Mm-hmm. And the second half of the year, they had one of the most historic runs after a shitty start. Question I have for you, what, do you see them being at that same level and making it back to the finals? Uh... No, I don't. I, I don't. I don't mm. see them be, being at, at the same level. There's a there's a couple reasons, and the first one is, and it's re- the first one really is just pure skepticism in the fact that okay. how how long can we expect Al Horford to to be like mm. good? That's right? a good point. 
That's the that's the that's my main mm-hmm. like question with with Boston is that you you brought you brought in Al Horford revived his career is is he going to look like he's 37 38 years old next year or is he going to still you know defy time and be exactly what they need um you know on, on that defensive front line and starting off I'm very curious to see how they how they look starting off because Rob Will is is hurt and he's going to be out Yeah for, that, that that just broke you know he's going to be out um, four to six weeks. So if Horford is going to have a lot of the defensive responsibilities on the back line, what does that look like coming out? Especially mm-hmm. if Horford is washed. So that that's that my main that's my main concern. True. That is very true. But something that I don't understand, like why are people not like maybe I'm just OD and I'm a Malcolm Brogdon stand, but he's a he makes a difference for real, bro. He's a difference maker. The problem the is he's never about, on the court to make a difference. Exactly. The last time I'm looking at it right now, the last time he played like over 60 games was when I was like 19, 18 years old, bro. That was 2018, 2019. It's crazy. <laughs> that was a long time ago. But yeah. like he like if he can get the health down or be healthy on a semi-consistent basis, or at least when it matters the most, that'll be a huge difference now. Malcolm Brockton, healthy or not, Robert Williams is hella important to that defense, and he's oh, one of the main so. driving forces. He's incredibly important. But if if Rob is healthy, all the other dudes maintain some health, like maintain a good level of healthiness. And uh, if Al Horford doesn't fall off an absolute cliff, I think like yo, I don't, I can't, I can't name too many teams that I take over the Boston Celtics. I just, yeah, it can't be more than two, maybe three. Like. Even in the worst case scenario, they're going to be a, a really good playoff playoff team. Maybe if things break bad for them, and like you're saying, these players that are maybe a little bit unreliable mm-hmm. go the negative way. They're still going to be a good team. They have a really high floor because their nucleus of Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and then Robert Williams. It's such a high floor. The two way play from those players alone just like keeps you above water so well. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the one look, thing I'm talking about. Go they, ahead. they listen. I I don't think anybody's doubting their their court. They lost the they lost they didn't lose the finals because because like one through five they lost the finals because they didn't have the depth of the Warriors. Yeah, and so like I I I agree with Mo like I, like Malcolm Brogdon makes a difference, but he has to be out on the court in order to to do that. Yeah, yeah. and so sure. we'll see. But also that's a move that you make for playoff time. You don't bring Malcolm sure. Brogdon right like you don't bring Malcolm Brogdon in to like change your your regular season standings well i don't know i think that so for the past few years the big thing the big the one of the biggest talking points around the celtics before this year especially was that they need a point guard now marcus smart isn't a true point guard after losing kemba and Kyrie, they need that lead guard there and last year kind of shut that up a little bit because marcus smart was really good as a playmaker jason tatum made strides as a playmaker but they still they could use another playmaker they weren't the most efficient half-court offense what made them great was their defense and malcolm brogdon being there as a six man could give them that, that which elevates them in the regular season to being, instead of being the 11th best offense in the NBA, they could be the 6th or 7th, which would make a meaningful difference. Do you think, okay, so now so now you kind of have like this this point guard role of with mm-hmm. three guys where you have you have Smart, White, and Brogdon. How does that, how does that work, right? Are you, are you going to be able to play two of them at a time? Oh, for sure. Yeah, because so all three of them are plus yeah. defenders. Brogdon's the worst defender of the bunch, and he's solid. With Marcus Smart and, and Derek White both being their combo guard sized and both well above average defenders in Marcus Smart's case, defensive player of the year, they can easily play together, especially when you're playing with two big lineups with Horford and, and uh Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Goss, that, that's exactly my audience. point. Yeah, I feel so 
I feel so sorry for people who are listening with earpods on right now, bro. Or beat, bro. I feel so sorry. Goddamn, apologize. Shit. <laughs> no, nah, I muted myself. They didn't hear that. Real good. Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. that, was, that was smart. My my concern yeah. my concern with those lineups is that like when you when you got to the playoffs last year and you like when you had Smart and White out on the floor, Smart is a very streaky shoot. Like when Smart's on, he's on, but when he's not, he's yeah. not. And Derek White, oftentimes, like for his, for his career, he hasn't been like a Spooky great three point shooter. He had a couple games after his wife had had the baby where he like turned it up. But if, yeah, you, if your backcourt, if your backcourt doesn't have the shooting like that, especially with those two lineups, and then you end up going with Brown at the with Brown at the three, Tatum at the four, and, and the five, I the defense is going to be there, yes. But I'm just a little bit worried about how much offense and how much shooting you can have in the half court if you play those kinds of lineups. Yeah, well, that's not going to be a majority of the rotation. The starting lineup is going to be Smart, yeah. Brown, Tatum, Horford, Robert Williams. Those lineups that have. Uh, so the thing is, with you're saying the white and smart lineups are like, is the offense going to be there? That's the thing. Brogdon makes it so you don't have to play that very often. You could never do that meaningfully with the rotation. You could have those two on the court when the other one isn't. So uh, Derek White is just like a 20-minute-per-game player. That's mm-hmm. the luxury that Malcolm Brogdon awards you, which is what makes their ceiling so much higher, I think, in terms of their offense yeah. in a regular season. That's, 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 that's fair. Listen, as long as, like, I think for the Celtics' best-case scenario is that they're not relying on Peyton Pritchard to give them 15 <laughs> a night in the finals. And He's I think... He's a bucket, though. Is he? Yeah, most definitely, bro. He's You're a, a liar. That's funny. You're what a kind liar. of buckets are we talking? He's he a mop bucket? Listen, Peyton Pritchard can go to any pro-am in America, and he could, he could ball there, but the finals was not his time. Was <laughs> not He's his Michael time. Jordan, the Seattle pro-am. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. I like the point, I forgot which one you brought it up, the point that how much longer can we expect Al Horford to look as good as did last year? Because what made them tick last year, made them so good, is the fact that they were able to make the change of, let me, let me backtrack. Originally, to start the season, they had uh, Robert Williams is basically the five, defending pick and rolls at the rim, and then Al Horford was the four, guarding the man in the corner on a standard play. They were able to flip that and have Al Horford be the center, quote-unquote, and defend pick and rolls, and... Robert Williams moved to the guy in the corner that could be the help side rotation guy and block shots in the same way that Giannis plays. That's what really made them tick. And to do that, you need Al Horford to be really good. So if we're relying on an old man and an injury-prone big and Robert Williams, that can make the defense a little creaky. Yeah. And and you saw that, listen, you saw that in, in the in the Miami series when Robert Williams mm-hmm. was not, when, when he wasn't there, Bam, Bam Adebayo was able to eat and the Heat were able to, yeah. to get back in there. And... In the and even in, in the finals, towards the end of those, towards the end of that series, you saw like Robert Williams was hurt and and he yeah. was not he was not a hundred percent himself. But even think he's never he, healthy, man. Exactly. Dude, why is he just now getting surgery? I I I was so perplexed so, by that. Yeah, the thing some people have been joking that it's a Scottie Pippen thing. If you remember what he did before the last dance season, he no. could have got surgery in the beginning of the season, but he said I'm not finna fuck up my summer, and he got it at the end of the summer after he was partying. <laughs> That way he did the rehab when the season started. Oh, my God. No, we, don't, we don't know if it's that, but it kind of looks like it. But, like, yeah, just logically speaking, like, yo, after the finals, may, maybe he hurt himself again after, like, all the training that he's done. Maybe that, that actually makes sense. Maybe he hurt yeah. himself again. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't sitting around waiting just to <laughs> fuck over his team because it just wouldn't make any sense. But it just Nah, you probably not. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. But we're nitpicking at the end of the day. Like, this is one of the best teams in the NBA. We're just trying to talk about what could go wrong, but they're probably going to be a top three seed contending for the finals again, if we're being honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. Vibes, bro. 
I, I, I agree with that. It's a good time to be a Celtics fan, which lately there hasn't been a whole lot of that. It's been a lot of, they're going to be good potentially. Now, now's the team they're building for. Yeah, exactly, bro. Who let's move on to nice. another, let's move on to one of the other middle of the pack teams and talk about Toronto, who I find very interesting. But let me hear what you guys think about them first. Dude, okay. whenever anyone talks about Toronto, like, or first off, let me backtrack a little bit. Whenever anyone is like throwing out their one through eight or one through seven or one through six teams in the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. Toronto's is almost like never a part of that conversation. People just act like they don't exist simply because yeah. like no one cares about them anymore now that they had their championship phase. And Pascal Siakam is a player who almost every single time throughout any like conversation, he always gets underrated or overlooked just for some weird reason. And guys like Scotty Barnes is usually brought up as a good talking point. But a lot of people just feel like they're just like chilling and they're in a rebuilding phase. And in my mind, that's like, it's not true. They're in a retooling phase as of now. Yeah. And um, like, they're just so interesting. And I definitely see them like being like a what six seed. If Scotty Barnes is going to be six who you seed, I think he is. Then like, there's a lot of good teams. As high right? as six seed. It could be as high as six seed. Yeah. I give them that. Okay. I, I, think, I, think, I think that's a, that's a, that's around the, that's around the range. Right. Six, yeah. Six, six seed. I think, um, I think it's very, very interesting that they didn't kind of go all in for Donovan Mitchell and get an mm-hmm. offensive star like that. And they, in their, Dude, in their I think they court. need it too. I, yeah. Exactly. I think that I think that would have put them over over the edge um, in terms of like being a, a a legit contender and putting them in the conversation with Milwaukee, Boston, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, but listen. They are. I, I think you you already know what Toronto is going to be this entire season. They're going to they they have length. They can defend. They are like the poster awesome. child for what people want to um, want like the NBA to be in terms of like position. <laughs> yeah, this basketball. big wings, bunch of six eight Africans, bro, everywhere. Messiah <laughs> 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 on a hunt. Yeah, <laughs> facts. facts. Like that's that's. <laughs> He's a like, type. Yeah, he had he has a type, and they they stick to it. Everybody fits it except for Fred Van Vliet, but they're going to be good. Nick Nurse is one of the best coaches in the NBA, so they're just going to be really really solid. But until they get and l- listen, Pascal was really good on offense last year. But until they get somebody um, like a Donovan Mitchell in there, I don't know if they're if they're going to be able to take that next leap to like yeah. true contender status. I think they're just the weirdest team in the fucking world. Like we're talking about with all the six nine guys. They don't have any bigs. They have one small guard and 65 wings. Yeah. And that weirdness isn't just like on paper. It plays out on the court too. Like they're not a good offense. Like last year they were 16th in offensive rating, mostly because they didn't have a lot of playmaking with Fred Van Vliet being the only person that can really create a shot. So they end up shooting the second most mid-range shots in the NBA. But they're not – the first team was the Suns, who just make them at a ridiculous level. These ain't the Suns. So yeah. they're middle-of-the-pack offense. And the what? They're 26th in rim volume and 22nd in three-point volume. The two yeah. areas you want to shoot the most shots. They don't exactly. do either of them. Exactly. On like, paper, think they about, should be a mediocre team. Exactly. Like they, and I think they pretty much are. I don't want to say that too harshly because like they're not trash. They're above average. They're, yeah. they're a good team, you know. But like as you said, like their roster is not really in that art. They have no rim pressure, rim print penetration exactly. whatsoever coming from anyone except for like Fred Van Vliet, like we just said. So. Until they go ahead and either A, like make a trade for a star or someone like Donovan Mitchell, they weren't able to get him. But for someone of that tier, they're not going to be on nothing. And they're going to, they're either going to do that or like completely go into rebuild and like 
shit their pants. They can't though. They're too good to do that. I think they're good in. Well, when I say rebuild, go ahead and ship off. Go ahead and ship off OG and, and tear Seattle. it down. Yeah, and tear it down. Because, nah, they're like, not going to tear it down. They should tear they're, it down. They're in their, they're in their late. They're in their late twenties. Fred VanVleet and Siakam as of now. So it's but like, they're doing both though. They still have Scotty. They still have OG, who's young. And Siakam's in his prime. Like he's twenty eight. Like I think they're able to. They're doing a good job of doing both. I don't think they need to tear it down per se. Yeah, that is true. Uh, I think if they. As of now, it just feels like there's no, there's a direction. We all know what they want to do, but how soon is that going to happen? And none of us really know yeah. that. And if they do go ahead and like decide to go ahead and like pounce on a star, how much is that going to like deplete their roster? And I, I don't but know. The thing there's is, so much in the air. Bro. I, I think in their minds, they don't need to pounce on a star because all they have to do is wait a couple of years for Scotty Barnes to be that star. That's kind of their North Star they're looking towards and seeing that, something that could take them to the next level. Yeah, and I think and, that's and, that's a disconnect for me because I don't know if he can be that like franchise player. I know he can be like all star for sure, guaranteed. But franchise, I don't know. Well, what does franchise player mean to you then? Uh, franchise player means like this is it, it, mean, it means getting buckets. Like you, you just want you just want somebody you just want somebody who can who you can yeah. give the ball to and, and score twenty five a night. Franchise right? player in my mind, look, I'm gonna get in my goddamn bag right now. Franchise player in my mind is someone who you can lean on when all shit goes bad, bro. I okay. said some, like several videos before, like yo, whenever we're like cartoon, think about when we were a little kid. You know what I'm saying? This doesn't happen for everyone, but in general, we all know this idea. When you're a little kid, you go ahead, when there's a storm going on, you know what I'm saying, your parents not home and shit, you scared as fuck, you go ahead and mm-hmm. run to your bed, and you put that blanket over your head, close your eyes, and the next thing you know, oh my god, everything's okay. I need someone like that to run my franchise. Trey Young gives me that feeling. LaMelo Ball gives that feeling for the Charlotte Hornets. LeBron James does that. Curry does that. Like daddy issues? All shit goes bad. <laughs> no. You no. a dad. Hey, you are. Yo, you're violated right now. You was violated right now. I'm just saying. This man wants a father I, like, figure. That that just goes no, you violate it right now, dog. <laughs> that just goes to show like I just don't know how much I can trust Scotty Barnes on on that level just yet. He has yeah. to prove a little bit more to me. That's it. That's, That's literally fair. it. Yeah, but again, like we talked about earlier, it depends on what his shot creation looks like in the coming years. So I can understand that. Listen, listen, the the Raptors and they 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 did a good job, and you talk you talk about like being able to to pounce for a star. If the Nets weren't being unreasonable and asking for the whole damn team, right? If it was any other franchise, or if Rudy Gobert d- didn't get traded two weeks prior, they would probably have Kevin Durant right now, right? But but Gobert gets traded, price goes insanely high, and the Nets are like, okay, well we want your whole team and your entire yeah. for the for the next decade, and and so like that's that's the thing. Anybody else, any other star that comes, you know, out for the next two, three years, that's going to be upset. I'm pretty sure they're not going to be like as good as Kevin Durant, and so like the price for them is going to be, be, yeah, and so the price for that for them is going to be a little bit lower. So I think that Toronto is actually in a really good spot to go out and trade for another star, if if need be, and they have Masai Ujiri running everything, and he's one of the best executives, and he knows what he's doing. So I'm I'm going to trust him. That if somebody Same. does if somebody does become available, that they'll be able like they're, they're going to be at the top of of the list, you know. For sure, yeah. Like I think it all comes down to they're an interesting team right now. They don't really have championship aspirations. Nobody has them in that tier, at least out of us three. But they're a fun team to watch because who knows what they could become in the future. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely one of the more interesting teams for a variety of reasons. Yeah.
All right, let's. I think can, can, can we can we do Brooklyn? I want to I want to end on Philly. Can we do Brooklyn right now? We can absolutely do Brooklyn. Again, you're bad. Go ahead. Tell me what you think about the Brooklyn Nets. Okay, listen, Brooklyn, and I'll probably get into into my into my duffel more with the with the Sixers. But Brooklyn has the potential to be the best team in the East. Um, okay. Like, as a as a Knicks fan, I'm praying. On, I'm actively praying on their downfall. But like, if you just naturally, the, right? But if if Kyrie is there the entire season. Right, and he's not, and he's, and he's not in and out of, of the lineup. Right, in terms big of if. like, it's a, it's a big if, but it's a difference when it's like if Kyrie's hurt rather than oh Kyrie doesn't have a vaccine, so so he's gonna play in all the road games, but he can't play at home. Like that's just no yeah. way to, to do any type of continuity. If you have Kyrie, K- KD, and Ben Simmons, who who doesn't even need to be like a star, right? He just needs yeah. to be the best role player in the in the league. <clears throat> If he fills that role, they have all the pieces to go out and win a championship. Oh, definitely, yeah. Exactly. They like, like you said, it all comes down to the inconsistencies that we all know are there with Kyrie's health, Kyrie's mental personality, whatever you want to say. Ben Simmons' reliability, Kevin Durant's health now too. He's sneakily very injury prone. But if everything yeah. breaks right, there can be the most. They might be the most unstoppable offense in the NBA with some defensive versatility with people like Ben Simmons. They could be incredibly terrifying. Yeah, I'm. I think. I think that that the Nets, the the Nets are the. I if listen, if everything breaks right, I think like out of the top four teams, right? If you were to say, yeah. if you were to say Boston, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and we'll say Philly, right? They Brooklyn has the highest ceiling, but I also think that they have the lowest floor because they're interesting. There can there can be a situation where Ben Simmons isn't right. Or Kyrie, yeah. or Kyrie isn't right, and now you're rolling Kevin Durant out there with a whole bunch of role players, and they aren't able. It's like to last beat. year, yeah, and Cam Thomas game, and so now you end up in a situation where you're the Nets, and if Kate, if Kyrie and Ben Simmons aren't there, you're back in the play-in. So again, high, high, high ceiling, but don't like, don't, don't, don't sleep on it. Their floor is also very low. Oh, for well. sure, Mohammed, if you. Ha- Mohamed, if you had to guess what their seating is going to be with all this brought into account, what are you going to pick? Um, with all this brought into account, something that also needs to be put into account is that, like, yo, this is contract year for Kyrie Irving, and uh, he yeah. needs to go ahead and secure that bag. So he's going to play. He's not going to be on no bullshit. He's going to make sure that he can play as many games as he can so that he's reliable for a year or whatever, and then he could go do whatever he wants after that. But this year, I think. It's not crazy at all to say that they're going to go berserk this this regular season. I see them as a top two seed. I want to say comfortably top three two seed, seed, but top two seed would not be surprising at all because I think everyone is just coming out for like blood after all yeah. that time. Kyrie Yumis, we haven't seen Ben Simmons for a minute do anything but put on fly ass outfits and go out with baddies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Once in a while, but yo, like. I think has mad Gucci sweaters for blood. But at the same time, there's there's, there's going to be some disconnect because. There's a whole bunch, there's a whole lot going on with that team, and it's just so goddamn awkward, you know what I'm saying, seeing Kevin Durant walk up to Steve Nash, you know what I'm saying, after yeah, he wanted him. That's what we got to so talk gonna about. it's going to be awkward. It's going to be real awkward. That could that and health are, are going to be the only two mm-hmm. things holding them back. But if everything goes smoothly, and, I, and they have that redemption year that I think they will have, then I definitely see them being a top two seed. Yeah. That's I don't think they're going to be a top two seed. Not because I don't think they're good enough, because... Even if all the chemistry stuff is okay, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are not going to play more than 60 games because of their health. I think they're going to be good enough to weather the storm with one or maybe two of them out so that they can still win a good amount of games. 
But because of the health, I think they're probably going to be like the four seed. But come playoff time, they might be the scariest team in the East, assuming they're all healthy and ready to go. And I think that's going to be like the destiny of this team is that they limp their way through the regular season, but come playoff time, you are not going to want to fucking see them in any capacity. They yeah. they are they're going to be what the Clippers were supposed to be like two years ago, or, <laughs> yeah. or, or like or like he, what they will be this year. Well, no, I, listen, I actually think that the Clippers are more stable than the oh, Brooklyn. Oh, sure, yeah. everybody's yeah. more stable than Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair. And so <laughs> and so like, but for for Brooklyn, and it's crazy because I even with the entire like. Durant trade stuff that completely just slipped my mind. Like I, I completely forgot that yeah. they ha- that they had this entire standoff and that he doesn't. And we gotta talk about that because that's not gonna just go away. Like we're yeah. foolish if we think that things are just gonna go on business as usual. He hates his coach and told the public everybody knows he wants a GM and coach fired. Yeah. That's gonna rear his head in some capacity. Something something's gonna have to happen, right? Because the last time that I can feel like the the last time that I think that something like this happened was in 2016. With with LeBron and Blatt, and it was very very clear that he didn't want Blatt there, and it took the Cavs getting getting destroyed on MLK Day to get Blatt out of there. Are they <laughs> are they are they gonna have Tough. a moment like that? Right, that's that's honestly like what they need a moment like that, or at least Durant yeah. does. Durant needs a moment like that so that he can get Nash out of there. But it's very wow. very clear. It's it's clear it's though, Josiah. Josiah wants Steve Nash there. And if he wasn't going to yeah. trade him this offseason, I doubt that a move is going to be made in season. Yeah, it's hard to believe he's going to fire Steve Nash, though. After all the, it was the dick measuring contest between him and Kevin Durant, which he ended up winning and Kevin Durant's back. Is he going to just fold now and fire the coach that he clearly made a hardline stance that I'm not going to let you bitch me into firing him? It's not going to happen. So at that point, is it going to be turmoil? Is Katie going to be an adult and just deal with it? I don't know. There's, yeah. there's, there's a lot of turmoil, which has basically been the from the from the moment they signed with the Nets. There's been turmoil in Brooklyn, yep. so I guess it's on brand and it makes <laughs> sense for for the Nets to be one of the messiest teams in the in the league. All I know is I respect the fuck out of Josiah for what he did this offseason. Normally, obviously, oh, I'm very 100%. pro player, do your thing, but him being like, no, yeah. I'm not gonna trade you, I'm not gonna yeah. fire him or fire him. Fuck you. It was yeah. hilarious. Dude, <laughs> yeah. I'm before all the for before the extension bro. before the extension even kicked in, KD KD was asking for a trade, and Josiah was like, "Yeah, nah, Josiah's like, like, are you fucking yeah, nuts? Like, like, what are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, bro, I'm all for player empowerment, but there just comes to a certain level where you just you just can't you can't, you can't cross all these lines and run away from all the shit that went bad because of the decisions that you made. And I listened to Facts. you. You just can't backtrack. Like that's not how it works, bro. You know. So yeah. I definitely, I, I ten thousand percent agree with everything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely appreciate KD's right to request a trade, but I definitely love that Joe is like, "Fuck no, get yeah. back in your uniform." Like it's just funny. <laughs> in theory, I would hate that. In theory, I would hate that. But in this circumstance, like you said, it's kind of KD's grave. He dug it himself. It's hilarious. So I can't be mad at it. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. All right, last team. Last team that we got up. We got the Philadelphia 76ers. Let's um, go. And okay, I'll be first. Yeah, this team go. is going to be fantastic. Joel Embiid is one of the best players in the NBA. We talked about it earlier. I was waiting for this part. <laughs> Facts. Just like, I know Donovan's going to be feeling pretty differently than me, so I'm going to go ahead yeah. and get out there. This is going to be, I think, the one seed in the East. Maybe not the best team in the East, but for the regular season, they're going to be the one seed. Joel's going to be an MVP frontrunner again. James Harden's going to look better than he did last year. Not like prime James Harden, but he's going to be solid. Tyrese Maxey's going to make a jump. 
P.J. Tucker and Daniel House and uh, and Melton are going to give them the depth they needed on their bench to round out their regular season, they're going to be a threat. One seed. Mo, go. That boy said P.J. Tucker and Daniel House. Yeah, I agree about that, bro. And also, you can't forget that boy, uh, who we moving pounds from city to city, <laughs> Montrez Harrell. <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely a major – he's definitely a major uh, – X Factor. Yeah, X Factor. Contrib- difference maker. Major pickup. Not yeah, exactly. Difference maker for them as well because yo, whenever Joel is out, which he will be out because it's just a known fact is what he does. James Harden is not going to be left astray with absolutely nothing to do and no one to work with, and everyone else that he's had on that he has on his team right now, he's ran with them before, and uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a beautiful scene. I have them as my number one scene. I think Joel is going to go ahead and win that MVP and. Uh, James Harden is going to prove to you, Dom, specifically that he is him. Look at his face. Look at his face. He's ready oh, to yeah. hate. Ready to be a fucking oh, hater yeah. for no reason. All right, both of y'all are insanely wrong right now. There's there's, <laughs> there's no way this team there's there's no way that this team gets gets to gets the one seat. Um, I, I hate her. I don't think Why? I think okay. For, first off, and I and I will say this: we haven't. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about them later. I think that um, one we haven't mentioned the the Miami Heat in terms of like this like upper you know echelon in terms of like contender in terms of regular season play I think the Heat have a better chance of getting the number one seed than the Sixers. Okay, so that, I mean, that's, that's, that's fair. One. That that's one. Two, James Harden has been declining for two years, and for everybody to to come out and expect like James Harden is just going to you know reverse back to even eighty percent of what he was. I think that that is false. His um, <laughs> the, James, James Harden is just not there. <laughs> Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid also misses games every single year, and while he probably will be an MVP runner-up because he's just that good, the the fact the fact that matters that he's he's not going to be on on the court. Harden, who also his durability is starting to go down a little bit. I yeah. think that Tyrese. I think that Tyrese Maxey, he's probably going to make a jump as well, and he might be able to to weather the storm. But when your two stars are not going to be healthy um, for a majority, well, I, I won't say a majority. I mean, come on, Joel's been healthy lately. He just broke his face last year, but like, other than that, he's kind of gotten over the injury woes. <laughs> it's it's yeah. and, and still and played still, a career he, high sixty eight games finds last way. season. He he finds he finds a way. But my my biggest thing is that James Harden, when we last saw him, looked like an absolute shell of himself. And while and while like that is absolutely okay. like like rock bottom, right? And I'm not I'm not saying that he's gonna come out and look the way he did in game six all year long. He's clearly gonna be better. The the ceiling on James Harden, I feel like for the second half of, of last from the moment he got traded to the Sixers, it the the question was is is James Harden gonna be able to be the guy that we saw at the beginning of his stint with Brooklyn? And yeah. he was he's not he's not gonna be able to get back to that. So okay. I think that the ceiling of his team is much lower. Here's the thing. Maybe you're right. Maybe James Harden is what he was last year. If he was what he was last year, that's okay. He wasn't the James Harden of old. He was still a very good player. He was still a player that was probably better than what we got from Ben Simmons, right? Definitely. Okay, maybe. So if that's the case, even watch James Harden last year, James Harden and Embiid were the most efficient pick and roll in the NBA. If you just get more of that and more reps under the belt with a better supporting cast, that's a pretty fucking good foundation. That's still a contender right there. If they get prime James Harden, they're unbeatable. But if they don't and they get Wash James Harden, that's still a nucleus and it's still a top-tier playmaker to help you build out around Joel Embiid and put you in a position where he can take you to a victory. Yeah. James exactly. Harden's James Harden's three-point numbers have, have gone down 
uh, each of the, of the last three years in terms of his overall like um, in his effective field goal percentage that has dropped in each of the of the last two years. Offensively, when we talk about like creating shots for himself, James Harden just isn't as good as he used to be for himself. For sure, he can still, he, he can still facilitate for for a lot of people and 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 be kind of like off ball. But if if you guys think that that Tyrese Maxey is going to take like a huge huge leap to to take over the secondary uh, scoring role behind Joel Embiid, yeah. then then okay, I don't think Maxey's going to get. There this year, sure. That's not an all star level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like, you have to. Like, I, I don't, I don't think Tyrese Maxey is going to be the second best scorer on a championship team this year. You're comparing James Harden. You're saying his effective field goal percentage dropped and everything. He can't be what he used to be. You're right, but he doesn't have to be because back then he didn't have someone like Joel Embiid that could be that go to scorer. We have different expectations now because different things are needed of him. The scoring Facts. now is less important. Him being the best facilitator in the world is what's more important now, and he can still do that. We saw last year. We we will we will we will see. We will see. I'm not I'm not told. I'm not told. I think that it's very hard. I also think that like give give me examples of people, and I I know that this is like very rough off the top of your head, but people who like are clearly washed, okay. and are Chris able Ball. to are and and are able to come back in and rejuvenate. Chris Paul didn't even finish the perfect. question. Yeah, so yeah. perfect example. I'm glad you said that. Chris Paul. With his last year of the Rockets, looked like shit. We were calling him the worst contract in the NBA. Why? He was dealing with the same exact hamstring injury that James Harden has been dealing with the last year and a half. He came back a year and a half later, finally got the healthy with a healthy offseason, and look at him. Surprise fuck. We don't know if it's going to happen with Harden, but there's clearly the possibility, clearly the precedent. I just, I'm not going to write him off. Yeah, exactly. is it, okay, but 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 that's but that's my point is that is Chris Paul the the precedent now or is he just an outlier because he's we'll Chris see. Paul and he's one of the greatest point guards of all time. He's one of the smartest so point James guards Harden. of all time. And so is James Harden. Again, he's both but, of those things. But is that but is that outside outside of Chris Paul, who else is there? Because if you, if the only person that you can name is Chris Paul, then he's the outlier at this point. Then he's not he's not okay. he's not the precedent. Well, I mean, I know so they both—they both happen to be in the same circumstance. It's hard to think of other people that were dealing with that injury, I mean, that stage of their career. So I see what you're saying, but we'll have to see. You're, at the end of the day, we'll see. Like, I see exactly what you mean. You might be right, might be yeah, wrong. I'm just, Time will tell. Yeah, I'm just listen. I'm just not high on on James Harden. Uh, I think, especially in the in the playoffs, I think the playoff ceiling for this team is probably a second round exit, the way that they <laughs> have continued to be, and um, that's probably that's probably where they where they're going to be at. They, yeah. Mohammed, so, yeah. what do you give? What probability do you give the 76ers of winning the championship this year? Uh, Percentage winning probability. Winning a championship. Winning a championship is tough, bro. Yeah. Winning a championship is so tough. I I still would have personally the Celtics, and I I want to say that I'd have the Nets. Would I have the Nets over them? I don't know. Actually, I take that back. I do not have the Nets over them. You know I what? Let me pause you real quick. Stop. This gets us into a really good opportunity to make a really good TikTok out of this. I'm going to listen teams, and you let me know if they're more or less likely to win a championship than the 76ers. We're going team by team. Let's go. The Bucks. The Bucks. More more likely. More. Yeah, easy one. Cool. The Nets. See, that's what I'll just stuck I, on. I, okay, okay. I, more, more likely. I'm going to say less. More likely. I, I was I would say more likely. Why are you saying I more? I think that I because I I think that overall they have they have more talent than um than Philadelphia does. 
And even though that Doc Rivers is not a great coach, um, I would take Doc Rivers over Steve Nash. <laughs> and so in a, in, a, in a vacuum, I would say the Nets. Okay. I probably agreed the Nets have a little bit of a higher ceiling in the playoffs with their talent, but I think that was close. Yeah. The Cavaliers. Less. Yeah, way less. You think the 76ers less. have a better chance to win than the Cavaliers? Yeah, Sixers definitely yes. do because they're more seasoned. All the pieces that are put in place, and the vision is clear as hell. Harden's healthy. Yeah, like more definitely. They they would have they would have uh, the know. best they would have the best they would have the best player on the, on the floor in the playoff series. Yeah. I think that I yeah. think that matters a lot. I don't think that it's like far and away the Sixers, but I would say that Philly has yeah. slightly of a better. Team. I think if those two teams play each other, the Sixers would win. But I'm more confident in the Cavs to beat a lot of the other contenders than I am the Sixers. Mm. Yeah. 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 That that makes sense. What about the Celtics? Less likely. Definitely yeah. less well, likely. Celtics. No, you're saying. Bro. No, you're, it, you're saying it's what? less. It's less like it is less likely that the Philadelphia 76ers win a championship than the Boston Celtics. The question was which of these teams more or less likely. So you you mean more likely? Yes. Oh, more likely. Then gotcha. the more likely. Gotcha. Wait, I just want. I always want to include that one in the video. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What other contenders? Right. Anybody else we should rattle off? Who, who else I, I is in this know. range? Look, look, so if you if you look if you look on so like the Miami if, Heat. If you look on, on FanDuel right now, I, I would I would say that the Heat are less likely to to win. Okay, I agree. You I'm, I'm definitely picking. Right? Yeah, I'm. I'm you, you did. I agree. The 76ers have a better chance than the Heat. Yeah. So if you look on FanDuel right now, the the Sixers are plus seventeen hundred to to win the championship. That puts them seventh, and the teams above them are Boston, Milwaukee. This is in order. Boston, okay. Milwaukee, Brooklyn, uh, the Clippers, the Warriors, and the Suns, and th- those are the six mm. teams ahead of the Sixers. Okay. I think that that's very fair. Sure, yeah, I'm, 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 I, cool, I, I'm cool with I think, that. I think that's fair. <sighs> the seventh best team in the NBA. That's fair. Again, this is this is a team that's going to have the most. This might be the team besides the Nets that are going to have the most variability going into next year. The first month of the season is going to tell us a lot about the 76ers. Yeah, a hundred percent. 100%. Cool. I think so, that's pretty much all we got to say about this team. Right. I, I think it was a good discussion. We clearly <laughs> I, I disagree. I got my takes off. I'm good. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun oh, to thanks. follow this team. It's gonna be fun to follow this team, given how different we view them. Yeah, that's funny. Well, now we're all done right. with the division preview. Before we wrap up the show, we're gonna do some more TikTok segments. First off, last last week you guys really loved when we did this young player draft. So we're gonna do another draft, but this time we're gonna draft all time teams. Any player in NBA history is on the table. We're going to one-on-one and draft the best starting fives possible. Letting y'all know off yeah. rip, I'm going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I already know I'm going to lose. Listen, it. the comment right. section let's, said let's, I watched y'all last go. time, so we'll see what happens this time. Let's go in, in reverse order of last time. So I had the first pick last time, so let's go Isaac, Mo, and then I will go. Yeah, I'm going to Okay. Go okay. <laughs> you got it next time. Yeah, yeah, next time you'll be first, and I'll be in the middle. Gotcha. All right, time for the TikTok hook. Let's draft all. <clears throat> Let's draft the best starting fives possible all time. First pick, obviously, I'm going LeBron James. All right, that's fine. That's fine. Classic. I knew you was going to do that. How I could I not? Come on. Okay. Second pick, I just got to pick Michael Jordan. Let's do it. Naturally. That's fine. I'm at three. Give me Steph Curry and Shaquille O'Neal. Oof. That's exactly what I would have did if I was in third. I was thinking about this. I'm right there. I'm, yep. I'm right there. Exact combo I would have picked. Come on now. Go I don't ahead. know your turn. What are right. you thinking? I'm I'm gonna go ahead and I you know who I need on my team? Give me who Tim Duncan. Oh, Tim That's Duncan. Solid. Who's your That's first solid. pick? 
Oh, you got Michael Jordan, Tim Duncan. Michael, Tim Duncan. That's nice. Listen, listen. In 1995, you got it. You got it. <laughs> Let's go. Let's run. Got I'm out for so, blood. I got LeBron James. I got the creator. Do I want to go with a big man who can give me secondary offense and Kareem? Do I want to go with another wing like Larry Bird that can stretch the floor? Do I want to go Kevin Durant? You know what? He's not the best player available, but I'm going to pick Kevin Durant just for the fit with LeBron. Wow. Give me the, give me these two big wings to build around. Okay, wow. who's next? Oh, I got the next pick too, don't I? Yeah, yeah, you got Damn the snakes. It. Oh, let's go. This is tough because I can pick somebody like Kobe Bryant and get even more shot making there, which would be fucking ridiculous to have that many killers. But I think I'm going to round out my team in a smarter way. Give me Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Wow. All right, that's nice. That's, listen, he's he's arguably the GOAT, too. Okay. Yeah. I think that's tier one. I got to pick the best player available at this point. Cool. Yeah. I respect it. All right, so is it my turn? Yep. Yeah. All right, cool. So I got MJ, and I also have Tim Duncan. So I'm going to need some shooting, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Give me GOAT. I need Larry Bird. Let's go. Let's run it. It's a good pick. I need that. Uh, I need it. Your team's I nasty right it. now. <laughs> yeah, I need okay. it. Okay. All right, so I got Steph at the one. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna take Kobe Bryant to put at the two, right? I was so scared I'm to let him fall to you. I'm gonna have Steph and Kobe, and then we have the three and three and four left to go with Shaq. I'm just gonna go with the twin towers here. Give me Hakeem Olajuwon. Damn, oh, that's nasty. I mean, Hakeem's great, but that, that's a terrible fit. We're we're gonna go Hakeem Shaq. And I think you folded. That's, that's how we're rolling. Yeah, that's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> that's nasty. Nah, like, we're gonna be, we're gonna be okay. We're playing bully ball. Exactly. Go, Mo. okay. All right. So I got MJ, Larry Bird, and I got Tim Duncan. So as of now, I need a shit. I need a guard, and I can't pick no other better guard than the best guard in NBA history. And I need I need me some Magic Johnson, bro. I need Magic Johnson. Damn. Disgusting. I was thinking about picking Magic Johnson to have blank. <laughs> disgusting. Balls. Yeah, your, your, team's, your team's looking fucking sick right now. I'm kind of jealous. Yeah. So I got my forwards and my bigs. I need two guards. Ideally, somebody who can exist off ball. And I'm kind of drawing a blank right now on shooting guards. Mm-hmm. Who should I pick to be my two? <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, is a, this is a tough pick for me. With the, with the fit I got going on. I might have picked Larry Bird if he fell to me, but he didn't. That's you know what? what I wanted. I wanted. I wanted Larry to fall. I wanted Kobe and Larry. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go with unconventional picks. These aren't the best players by any means, but I'm gonna go Chris Paul and Kawhi Leonard. Wow. Off a of fit. Kawhi's gonna be my two guard. I'm gonna have a gigantic lineup. He doesn't need the ball in his hands. Chris Paul doesn't necessarily need the ball in his hands. And I have a great player. I have a good amount of playmakers and off ball shooters. Okay. 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 All right. <gasps> I, I have. I have two. I have two choices in mind. I have no idea where to go though. It's, it's not even my pick. So no, it's Mama's turn. I need to wait. Yeah. I know. It's my turn. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I'd be doing the most, but I don't give a fuck. Uh oh. I need some of these right here. I need me some of these right here. I need oh, Giannis. I forgot about I Giannis, Giannis, bro. I, need I totally Giannis. forgot about Giannis. I need Giannis. I'm sorry. He's in there, bro. He's in that conversation, or at least he will be soon. Give me Giannis. So I got oh, I pick, Larry. I picked Chris Adam. Paul when Giannis is on the board. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I, I got I got Magic, MJ, Larry, 
Then I got Giannis, and then I got Tim Duncan. Oh my goodness, no one can tell me none, bro. My team is disgusting. Uh, I, okay, y'all are I folded with the Chris Paul pick. I have I have a three, and I have Steph, and I have Kobe. I have I have them in the backcourt. I have Hakeem and Shaq, Willie Ball up top. I don't know if I should go straight bucket because listen, Doesn't I already mean? know. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I, I already know. I already know that if I go if I go with the straight buckets pick, I'm probably gonna get laughed at. Okay. Um, Maybe pick Allen Iverson. I'm gonna cry. No, okay. but I think. Okay, here's what I'm doing. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go straight buckets. I'm give give me Tracy McGrady at the three. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna go Tracy McGrady, and and we'll go we'll go Steph, Kobe, McGrady, Hakeem, and and Shaq. That's okay. Okay, yeah, so let's lost. list our full teams now. <laughs> so I got Chris Paul, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Team. Is I mean, this team fits on paper. This team fits yeah. on paper real well. Your team is disgusting, bro. I think in terms of just pure greatness, fits on paper as well. I got Magic Johnson. I got Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Giannis, and also Tim Duncan. This team is disgusting, bro. That seems absurd. Like, Jesus so versatile. Christ. So versatile. So long. So big. What? what oh, pause. Sir, <laughs> 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 I wasn't on purpose, but bro, my team is going himself. hard. <laughs> pause. <laughs> he can't help himself. He can't help himself. No, nah, that one was forced. Uh, they were teamed out of it. And then I got, okay, so I have Steph Curry. Kobe Bryant, Tracy McGrady, Hakeem Olajuwon, and Shaq. I'm not gonna My lie. Team shits on your team. Two weeks in a row, you managed to draft the worst team of the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, this stop is that. the I worst. I did not have the worst team last week. I did not have the worst. You team. absolutely. I, I don't know. Bro, the conversation disagrees. Dude, you picked. No, you picked Desmond. I Bain sent y'all the screenshot. And Jared Jackson over what? You picked Desmond Bain, and you had Jared Jackson. And you were on your team. I think yeah. So, yeah. Over John Morant. You pick you pick several people over John. We all skip over. <laughs> yeah. Don't do but your do but your was way worse though because he was on the team. Do that. And like you, you you saw him on. You had the team in your mind and you just purposely <laughs> skipped him. You said you got him. <laughs> you skipped him too. You skipped him too. Stop it. Stop it. Okay. No. 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 Because we all skipped over. We all skipped over John like three times. And then I'm just the one that's like, oh, you skipped over John. That's like that's like when somebody's like, oh, the uh the Knicks skipped over the, uh uh D Mitch, and it's like so did twelve other teams, right? <laughs> nah. Everybody skipped on him. No, nah, but that's different Everybody though because passed over that's him. different though because the Knicks did not go ahead and select anyone for who played for Louisville. You know what I'm saying? If they were pick some random, then okay, that's like they deserve that treatment. But nah. it's different. It's nah. different. Bro. You're not gonna you're not gonna put skipping job just on me. That was a group thing. That we was all you. collectively we did that. That's a collective L. That's, that's you, funny. Bro. Okay, well, we'll let the comment section decide who has the best team this time, but I'm willing to bet there's not gonna be a lot of Donovan's in those comments. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Thank God you're not a GM, bro. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shacking Steph Curry. Like we're, we're the only thing that <laughs> fucked me up is that you pick Hakeem. Like, sure, if we we're playing in seventies, but like with yeah. the fit, like you could have done anything. You could have picked somebody else there. I mean, listen. Do I like regret not taking Giannis? Maybe, but like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. Like I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. That's the I. I completely forgot that the Giannis was on the board. Me too. And what I need is I need a draft board, like a fantasy football draft. <laughs> That's right. We just need the players' names on there by position. Yeah. And I promise you, if we do that, I'm a visual learner. 
right? So yeah. if we have that. John Morant's name was in the, the text messages, bro. You didn't see that, and it, that, that was there. That was visual enough. No, we didn't put the names. <laughs> we didn't put the names because it was an all-time draft. Yeah, uh, I regret picking Chris Paul. I should have picked like somebody big I, that to be like another guard there, and LeBron can play point guard. I should have picked like I don't know, Dwayne Wade. I should have picked Luka Doncic. So I, I could have just had like the most gigantic long lineup possible. Yeah, I have zero yeah, risk, bro. I think we can all agree on my shit is no one can say nothing about my team, bro. It's just undisputed. You're going to be real mad. You're going to be pissed when the comment section all says I want again. You're going to be heated. Man, hell, 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm good at drafting ball. teams. What can I'll I say? Be conv- I'll be convinced you guys don't know ball if you pick Isaac over me, period. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let's move on to the next, the next topic. <laughs> all right. I'm now we're going to do start one, bench one, cut one. First one. All right. Brandon Ingram, Jalen Brown, Dejounte Murray. Okay, I'm starting. I'm starting Brandon Ingram. I'm benching Jalen Brown, and I'm cutting Dejounte Murray. Yeah, bro. This okay. pains me to that say. Is, that is. This pains me to say. Up, go. But I'm starting Brandon Ingram. I am benching Jalen Brown, and I'm cutting Dejounte Murray. Dejounte is kind of in a separate. He's a, he's in a tier, a couple tiers below these guys, or a tier or two below these guys. Mm. For a long time, I've been on Brandon Ingram's better than Jalen Brown. But I think I'm going to start Jalen Brown, bench Brandon Ingram, cut DeJounte Murray. I think uh, with the developments Jalen Brown's made to his handle and his driving ability, mixed with his defense, that's that's flawed but still better than Ingram's. I'd rather have him in my starting lineup. Can't be mad at and that's That's fair. That's fair. I'm also that's just fair. fucking trying to be different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Next one. Darius Garland, LaMelo Ball, and Drew Holiday. I am going to start... Okay, this this one's actually tough. This I think tough. like in a vac okay, in a vacuum, I think I would start Garland and bench Drew Holiday. But I think if I'm wow. like if I have like a championship team that's like a win now type of thing, like 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 the Bucks had, I would start Drew, then bench Garland. And I, I'm LaMelo's getting cut. Yeah, I'm easily starting way. Garland, benching Drew, cutting LaMelo. It's clear cut wow. for me. Oh, man, am I alone? Am I? I'm the lone soldier right here, bro. I'm a, I'm I'm the only believer in Lamelo Ball in this bitch. That's so crazy because I'm starting Garland definitely. Like that should just be the standard for everyone. You're, you're team. cutting Drew. Yeah, I'm cutting Drew, bro. Like I'm definitely. You think today, right now, Lamelo Ball's better than Drew Holiday? Yeah, that's not crazy to say. That's not. That's why absurd to say. Like, I'm nuts. I'm not nuts, man. You're a madman. I respect I'm, Drew I'm so much. Right now. I, you shouldn't be. Not enough. I think you're. I think you're underrated the type of season Lamelo Ball had last season. I think that's what it Who? is. You both. The of biggest. You. I already told you before that man Lamelo. You can't call him the biggest key. choker, bro. Low key, low key, one of the biggest chokers in the league. He's twenty, low man. Key. Who cares? I'm He's not. I'm not guy. even saying all that. But Drew Holiday is Drew Holiday. He's arguably the best point guard defender in the NBA, which I would say yes. And but, given the efficient, he was ridiculously efficient last year. Most people sleep on that. He had the most efficient year of his career. He was a forty percent three point shooter. He's clearly better than Lamelo Ball at this moment. In the future, the that won't be the case. But right now, be killing me, bro. The inconsistencies offensively be killing me, bro, and in some of the biggest moments and things like things of that nature. And because of LaMelo Ball's, of course, vision. The, uh, <laughs> LaMelo Ball has that. What are we talking about? Oh, my God, bro. The vision is what separates him from me, bro. The vision. It's the vision. It's the vision. The defense you don't have the vision clearly enough. It's the defense. <laughs> I can't respect that, bro. You guys just don't have the okay. vision. It's okay, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. Okay, last one. Damian Lillard, Jason Tatum, Paul George. This is the hardest one. Okay, so we are going to start Damian Lillard. Okay, we are going. We are going to, yeah, we are going to start Dame. We are going to bench Paul, uh, 
yeah, we're gonna bench Paul George and, and we're cutting going Tatum. To cut Jason Tatum. Wow. Oof. We're gonna cut Tatum. I'm also I gonna start that, Lillard. I think that Paul George. I think that Paul George is that much of a better playmaker than Tatum is. I don't know if that's the case anymore. I not not again not not by a lot, but I think that I think that. I think that Paul George is a little bit better of a playmaker. I think Paul George can play off ball better than Tatum can, and I think that that versatility is what puts him over the top. Okay, I'm I'm gonna start Damian Lillard as well. We're in the greens there. This bench and cut one between the two forwards is tough. I'm gonna I'm gonna bench Jason Tatum mostly because what we saw last year, his defensive versatility now is so high, and Paul George is a little bit older. He's not the defender he once was. He's still good, but Tatum is on another level on that end right now, and I think their offensive skills are comparable. Yeah, literally copy and paste. I'm starting. Holy shit, my mind just went blank for a second. Anyways, I'm starting there. Yeah, I'm starting Damian Lillard, and then I'm benching Jason Tatum, and I'm putting PG-13 all all up on the bench row. Sad to say, hurts, but I just think that Tatum is like that now. Like you said earlier, the playmaking. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I don't think it's that absurd of a difference to put Jason Tatum or to cut Jason Tatum and put him over I, I I just don't see it, bro. I just don't see it. Yeah. Okay. Let's do one more I just thought of. Trey Young, John Morant, Zion Williamson. We're going to start um we're going to start Trey Young. Okay. We're going wow. to we're going to bench we're going to bench John Morant and we're going to cut Zion. Oof. Cutting Zion is tough. Yeah, you're cutting. He you're you're going to cut need 27 cut. points per game on 65 yeah. percent shooting assists. He need to cut them calories. Oh my god! Come on, he now. said Zion needs to get on keto. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. that's, the, that's the only reason. Just because he, just because he fat, he can't move like that. <laughs> nah, yeah. I'm gonna start Trey Young as well. I think I want to bench Zion over Jaw. Jaw was better last year, obviously, because Zion was hurt. But I'm still a believer that when they're both healthy, Zion's gonna be the better player. Look, I damn near, and, and I, I kind of agree with that though. Look, it's I tough though because he hasn't been healthy. I damn near sold my soul to Trey Young, and surprisingly enough, I'm going to have to bench him and start Zion Williamson because I just think that Zion, yeah, yeah, bro. At the end of the season right now, I may look crazy, but at the end of the season, I'm not going to look crazy because I think Zion, Zion is going to have that type of an MVP okay. type season for me personally. Okay. I respect you know? it. It has nothing it a lot. to do with Trey Young at all. I think he's going to be great. It's just that, yo, I just think that this dude is just simply better, and there's nothing physically that you can do about it, period. This is true. Uh, listen, listen. Y'all got to kick the curb, though. Look, for the sake of my fantasy basketball team, I hope you're, I hope you're right on Zion. I hope he has uh, an MVP-type season. I, That's I funny. Hope, I hope we're seeing the same thing. That's funny. But That's yeah. all the topics I had. Is that, is that all of them? Yeah, I, we're going to do player matchups, but I forgot to think of some, so I don't have anything else. <laughs> if you guys have any more topics you want to get before we get out of here, maybe we could use one or two more. But I think I'm This good. is a perfect opportunity to ask y'all, the viewers watching this right now, to go ahead and drop us some topics that you possibly want featured in the video. For sure. So Again, like always, time. leave your hot takes. Every week, we're going to give six of you a chance to be on the show, and we're going to respond to your topics. So drop those hot takes as always. Yeah, exactly. Let us play you for a couple seconds. It'll be fun, bro. Don't be Facts. Maybe we'll maybe we'll say you're genius. Maybe we'll say you're fucking moronic. I don't know, but yeah. that's what you're willing to risk. <laughs> Luck of the draw. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, look. I think that that's. I think that that's it. I think we're all, we're all good for, for today. Does. Again, if you haven't already, go down below, like and subscribe. Uh, you know, make sure make sure we get that follower count up. 
And for sure. until next time, we'll see you guys. We'll see you guys next time. The TD3 right here. In episode three, we are out. Let's go. Peace. See ya.